It had nothing to do with, oh, I want to win an award. That's nice. Great. But there's been three over 3000 Oscars given out since 1929. Right. And only two women have won them as best director. And that's been in the last two years. So clearly (laughs) this is a slow process for the Oscars to acknowledge us for the art for the sake of creativity and to give it the acknowledgement that it deserves. But the beautiful thing about it, the excellence of the art that we are creating will never be limited based off of that. That was my producer, Jacquees, weighing in on why in the world films such as Inspection and The Woman King uh, have not been acknowledged for their excellence, but more importantly, for their Black excellence. That's the name of this podcast. Sit back, relax. We got to pay some bills for Naked. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this edition of Naked. Today, we thought we'd do something different. And by different, that means we don't necessarily have a booked guest to tell their story and be naked. I am going to do it solo, well, somewhat solo, uh, and share some things that have been on my heart and on my mind and some experiences that I've had um, the last week and a half or so. Uh, Up first, uh, in what I like to call a Black Excellence podcast, is what is going on with my girl, Beyonce? Many of you have seen Beyonce perform in person. And if you haven't seen her perform in person, you've seen her perform on award shows. And what she does is excellence. I was once asked, what does Black excellence mean to you? And when I was asked that question, it was really funny because I said Black and excellence go hand in hand. I don't think we know how to separate the two once we get to certain levels in life. This was happening in a conversation that I was having with people uh, about the anniversary, the third anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death and why he always wanted to pursue excellence. And I said that inspired me. He inspired me. And then I also said someone else, and it may sound crazy to you all, but Beyonce, she inspires me. If you ever get a chance to see her in person or if you just take a moment to sit back and appreciate the craft, her creativity um, as an artist, because I do consider myself an artist, anybody with a platform, you may be an artist, anyone with any sort of platform, whether it be a large social media following or a smaller social media social media following, you have a platform. And what you put on your platform, if you want people to buy or believe in you or even pay attention to what you have to say, I do believe you have to be excellent. And I do believe there is a tougher test for other people, for minorities, for black people in short. Black and brown people cannot exist in competent mediocrity. Now, I'm going to give you a few definitions because this is a master class today before I get into experiences and what happened this past week for me and what I wanted to talk about in the solo podcast. I entitled this podcast Black Excellence because, as I just mentioned, black and excellent go together like peanut butter and jelly. They go together like Jack and Jill, rum and Coke, (laughs) wine and cheese. They just go together. And I was once asked by a dear friend of mine, would you rather have flawed excellence or competent mediocrity? Flawed excellence exists in this format. You can have your ups and your downs. Every, every show that I have, every podcast that I do may not be a, an automatic hit, but it's still excellence. I'm still bringing my best. I'm not mailing it in. Each one of my shows, I may not have the best tech show. I may not have the best guests, but I'm still trying to bring out the best 
and what I do. That is black excellence. I'm black and that is excellence. I don't know how to work in a, in, a, in a level that is okay with just mailing it in is what I'm trying to say. But we know people, black, inc- black included, I'm making sure that I'm not making this anything against other races, but we know people who like to work in competent mediocrity, meaning you do just enough to get by. Uh, you do your job well enough to not be uh, told that you're not doing a good job. You you perform at a level that requires you to give just enough, but not too much, so that it doesn't feel exhausting. Um, you do your job. You do your. You live your life without passion. That's competent mediocrity, and that's okay, and that's fine. But it's just that. It's just okay. I'm built differently. Um, I choose not to live in that space. But what I do know is that when when black folks, when black and brown folks get to a certain level of fame or success, they just didn't happen to get there. Like if they, quote unquote, stumbled into something, know that to sustain that something, you have to be excellent for people to pay attention and acknowledge you or give you opportunities. It's just the way it is because we don't know when the next opportunity will come. So this past weekend, uh, a good friend of mine invited me to see Beyonce uh, in Dubai. She works with Beyonce. I'm not telling too many stories. And she sent me an invite and it says, Beyonce cordially invites you uh, to come to Dubai at the Atlantis Royale to watch her perform in a special concert on Saturday night. Um, it's You can come in on Thursday or Friday, but stay there the entire weekend. We will have festivities planned for you. Basically all on the hotel, courtesy of Beyonce. Uh, United Arab Emirates, Dubai. I, of course, have never been to Dubai before, and the opportunity sound, sounds amazing and exciting, and I was like, I'm jumping on it. There's just no way I could not go. It was an invite-only list, uh, and I know people were like, well, how come you got to go and not me? Because I deserve, because I am black excellence. I deserve. Uh, the list was for folks to sit back, relax, and understand what it's about and enjoy it. And I enjoyed every moment of it. I, more importantly, realized why she is who she is and why someone would pay her upwards of $25 million to perform for an hour. When I tell you she thought about every single detail, if not she, her entire team. And when I say she, let me be clear. Like here's another definition. I mean her entire team, her staff, and what they required and what they want. When you work for someone who, who performs at such a high level and, and demands so much of themselves, you must do the same for yourself. I think she has a bunch of number twos that know exactly what they're doing. One of them is my homegirl, and she is Queen Bee. Queen Bee's Queen Bee. You know what I mean? She does the things. Um, we arrived, welcome gifts, top-notch, first class. When we watched her perform, it was very respectful, but more importantly, thoughtful. As you guys see on all the videos and images, she wasn't shaking or gyrating because we are in the United Arab Emirates. Public affection is a crime there. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, Dubai is the least strict of all the Emirates. There's seven Emirates. And Dubai is the least um, is the least strict. If we were in Abu Dhabi, I'm sure that would be something even more difficult to deal with. But there was a reason why she was covered from head to toe. And even when she did have on like the leggings and the little dress, it was still very demure for our Beyonce taste. Um, 
the dancers that she used were from Lebanon and they were very culturally appropriate in response to what's been going on in the Middle East with women. As you well know, uh, there have been so many crimes against women in Iran for not wearing their hijabs. You know, these Muslim women are not adhering to certain rules because they're like, we are women, we should be able to be free. There's an entire revolution happening over there in that country that so many of us are not familiar with because women are saying, I want my rights. I want to be free. I should not have to cover myself from head to toe. I should be able to express myself. I'm looking at all these other countries and we just don't in 2023, 2022, believe in these old rules. And so what Beyonce did, there's a reason, there's a political gesture in every single thing that she does because she's so thoughtful. These dancers, these Lebanese dancers, these dancers who represent um, the ladies of Iran uh, came on and performed dances that were culturally significant that also empowered these women that also showed that Beyonce and her team and her staff were were in solidarity, lockstep and barrel with these women and approved of the protests and wanted to say, we see you, we acknowledge you. I'm not just in your country taking money and running. I know that you're experiencing something that you have never experienced before and I salute you. And sometimes protesting let me explain to you all, Don't doesn't necessarily need to look like I'm standing outside on the, on, the, on the front lines with a picket, with a poster saying, you all suck. Protesting is, let me come to your country and show you what, how we use our freedoms in the most respectful way and how women are empowered and, and considered queens, i.e. Queen Beyonce. And I thought that was very, very, very classy and very thoughtful. There were some critics, boo to the critics, who and they will always have something to say. Why would you perform in Dubai? And it wasn't, yeah, okay, yeah, money is is key, but she was thoughtful in the way in which she went about it. And I respected her for that. It was so very intentional. You hear all the time, move with intention, and she does that, even in her performances. The attention to detail, from my understanding, every creative moment came from her mind. It was her brainchild to have this amphitheater and a son, and she rises from the ground and she is in yellow and the opening is the sun with the fireworks. I am light. I am here. I'm here to show you there is another world that you can live in. She's an artist. I am creative. And most people didn't even understand that. I wanted to see her gyrate. She was like, hold on, this is art. I am art. I am blessing you people. And I'm also in solidarity with the women here who are fighting, literally quite fighting for their lives, protesting to have equal rights. And by equal rights, that means I don't want to wear a hijab. I don't want to cover up my head or my face. Maybe one day I want to wear um, a skirt that's above the knee. You know what I mean? Simple things that we take for granted in Western civilization that they cannot have in those countries. Women are second, if not third class citizens, seen and not heard. And what she performed, and when she performed, you understood her power. I'm trying to have you understand that it wasn't just, oh, let me get this money bag. It's like, I, I know what I'm doing. It's very intentional. And that concert, really, I was in awe. Like I said, she didn't miss a beat. All of the details. After the concert and low-key brag, there was a, a private, private after party. And there she was, you know, there may be 100 people. She was shaking hands and being kind to everyone who walked in. And she was so gracious and so beautifully kind. And what I took from that was that the people who she has hired to do their jobs did their jobs so she could sit back and relax. And as a woman who wants to get to that point in life, God, that would be great. Uh, I don't always want to be the enforcer while I'm at work. I would like somebody to enforce for me. 
And the enforcers did their job because it looked amazing. And all she had to do was perform and keep the main thing the main thing. What a blessing, right? Keep the main thing the main thing. And I had an opportunity to talk to her dancers. Uh, And here's another moment where I just stop and I'm all like, have you guys ever worked with Beyonce before? Arguably 95% had never worked with her before. She brought in new dancers. She brought in the Lebanese dancers who had, I believe, been on So You Think You Can Dance. I'm not really for sure. I had heard that through the grapevine, but they were all new dancers. And they had a certain amount of time to learn that routine and get it done in perfectionist fashion because she is a perfectionist. And I hear she does that for several reasons. One, to give different people opportunities to say, yeah, I, I work with Beyonce. I dance with Beyonce at this one special event. And that usually changes someone's career trajectory. But not only that, it keeps her fresh, it keeps her aware of what's new, and it also teaches her about this art of dance because she takes everything so seriously and literally, and she understands that she has this powerful platform that can change lives by simply saying, I'm in association with Beyonce. I'm floored. I'm talking to her band members. The band members are like, nope, you know me, I'm a total journalist, but not being nosy, but being curious because I'm really curious how they put this all together because it was a phenomenal showing. And again, the band members are like, no, just this is my first time. Good opportunity, da-da-da-da-da. And they were happy. They had did this performance and they were happy because they understood what happened and how significant this moment was and how that actual concert is going to change the landscape for other artists. Very similar, and I'll bring it back to my world of sports, how Tiger winning early on in his career and being so dominant made the landscape better for every single golfer coming after him. If it was not for Tiger, these golfers would not be making this kind of money. So you're welcome that Tiger existed. Another example of black excellence. Very, very similar to when LeBron James. LeBron has changed the NBA very differently from what Michael Jordan has done, but changed the NBA in the sense that he has given the power to the player. Before LeBron, you know, say what you want about his transition and going to Miami, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, players felt like they had to stay beholden to a team and the team had the power. LeBron was like, no thanks, I'm taking my talents wherever my talents will be appreciated. Very much like, I'm in this relationship with you and if you don't love me, I ain't gotta be here. Somebody else gonna love me better. And players are now doing what he does. And not only did LeBron change the landscape in terms of leverage, he's very vocal about what he feels like he should speak out about in terms of social justice. Players often thought if they spoke out that they would get in trouble by the man or they would, it would affect their pocketbooks. And while it may have affected LeBron's pocketbooks, he's so undeniable that he can get more money elsewhere. One person leaves me, I'll get another person to be with me. And then he also is really smart about it, what he speaks out on. He tries, and you don't always get this right, he tries not to speak out on issues that he's not well-informed on because that's when you get in trouble. Um, And if you do something wrong, I've noticed that he's willing to be the first one to say, I apologize, his ego is not involved. Again, all forms of black excellence because I know this game and I'm changing this game. And that is exactly what Beyonce did. Now, while I'm giving you the thought process and how dope it was to be there, I want y'all to know, y'all should be jealous because your girl came away with some fly take-home gifts. Sorry, because Beyonce thought of every detail. She was gifting us. She gifted us the whole weekend. When I tell you from the hotel to the food, I mean, opulence times 10. We think we know money. We know no 
such thing as money when you get to Dubai. When I tell you they are printing the money, like stand by, let me go in my room. I printed some more fresh money. The opulence is insane. I've never seen anything like it. Gold, marble, caviar, Wagyu beef, all the things, extra, extra, extra. And, and quite frankly, in terms of her team, they made everybody feel like they were at home. I felt very welcome. I felt like I deserved to be there. And her list of guests that she invited, invited was very curated. You know they don't approve it's against the law to be gay in that community. She had gays there. She had her gays showing up because you know Renaissance was for everyone, including her gay fan base that she knows is huge and loyal. And she did not care. And they were there were critics saying, well, we don't like that she performed there because there are all of these issues and, and being gay is a crime. And I'm like, calm down. You guys are not understanding what she's doing. There's an art. Not only did she take that performance, obviously, I'm not even going to be, I'm not going to beat around the bush the money. Yes, but there was a message. Women should have power. And let me show you how powerful I am and what happens when you give a woman power and allow her to be herself. This free expression is something that's beautiful and the entire country can benefit from it. I saw that, B. I see you. I acknowledge that. Being at the concert was more than just shaking my butt and having a good time. I left inspired. I left saying, what is the definition of black excellence? Beyonce. Black excellence. The two words go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Wine and cheese. Watermelon and chicken. I think I went too far. (laughs) Rum and Coke. I think I went too far. Hennessy and Coke. Oh, I went too far. Y'all know what I'm saying. And I'm grateful that I had that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I truly am. But what I decided my key takeaways when I came back, especially as a woman who's trying to build her own empire, and I'm not comparing myself to Beyonce. I repeat, I am not comparing myself to Beyonce. That is not what I want to do in any form or fashion, but I want to always be excellence. I don't want anyone around me who lives in competent mediocrity. I, would, I want no one around me who lives in competent mediocrity. I want to have the best assistants. I want to have the best, if you want to be superficial, hairstylist, makeup artist. I want to have the best. And if you're not giving out your best, I don't want you around me. That's contagious. Laziness is contagious. It really is. Um, Oh, it'll be fine. It's contagious. If you live in that state, it's contagious. And if you want to live in that state and you are well aware that you're living in that state, that is fine. No judgment for me. I choose not to have that. But it takes consistent hard work. It take, it's so hard to be consistently great. It's so hard to consistently demand the best of you. Uh, I'm building a television show right now and I fight day in and day out not to get lazy and be frustrated with the basics because people understand that the devil is in the details and when the details aren't correct, it's frustrating. And I do my best not to live in that space. I still show up every day. I'm ready to give you 110%. I don't even, it's in my DNA. It's in all of our DNAs, if we're honest. It's why I say black and excellence go hand in hand. We have to pay some bills. That's also considered excellent. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest in sports and entertainment connected with Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. 
State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Which leads me to my next topic, which leads me to what I have been <laughs> so frustrated with. Oscar Nam's nominations came out, da 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 da, about. I don't know, earlier this week, maybe Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. And I have to tell you, thank you for acknowledging the the black art to the Academy. Uh, for so long, they did not. And they still don't in many ways. I feel like I still feel as if this this prestigious group of Academy members feel like they know art and we do not. And I'm not speaking out of turn here. I just know have friends who work there, who have worked there, and I do believe that they think they know more than all of us. And that's fine. That's neither here nor there. But here's the real issue for me, is that when you can't appreciate the art of our history and who we are as a culture, what I've noticed is that they only truly appreciate us, them and us, them being Black, them being the Academy and us being Blacks, is when we have these slave films. I'm really tired of a slave narrative. 
I've seen enough. I've learned enough. I've read enough. I'm okay with that. But films that celebrate us in our warrior true state, films that show that we are human and that we too have feelings, just like others have feelings, films that, that show the complexity of the, the family and an Afri- African-American families, um, films that highlight our goodness um, and also our flawed greatness, I don't believe they get the same type of fanfare unless it's like a huge blockbuster film. Obviously, Wakanda not, you know, notwithstanding Wakanda, like we get it. Um, that was undeniable. You, you could not deny us. We broke records with Black Panther. Um, we changed the way you see superheroes with Black Panther. It is here. It's undeniable. But films like The Woman King, uh, films like Inspection, a, a beautiful independent film in which uh, Gabby was in, Gabby Union, she was on our podcast, promoting said film. She did a beautiful job as a mother who was heartbroken by her son's choice to be gay and she didn't know how to handle it because she came from a different a different time, uh, had a different upbringing, and she had a lot of pain herself because life is sometimes painful and you take it out on those you love. It was a true, honest, naked look at Black folks and homosexuality, um, Black women and their inherent resentment that sometimes is given to their children, whether they want to do it or not. They were, uh, nope. Uh, all of these, there were several films that I thought for sure, just on the work alone, that you would acknowledge, you being the Academy. And they weren't. They were snubbed. We had Gina Prince Bythewood on the podcast. And I was like, girl, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. She's like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Uh, and I've seen Gina. Shout out to Gina, UCLA alumni, the director of The Woman King, come from a from a very long way, right? And by that, I mean all of her work has been excellent because you'll see that's the theme of what we're saying. You guys don't tell me y'all don't love love and basketball. Like if that could have been nominated as a, a, a love story, it should have been. But she's come a long way in terms of the work that she does. And she said the first time that she ever felt mainstream acknowledgement was when she did the Netflix movie. Um, and I, it, it escapes me. I'm going to bring my producer in now to help me go over Gina's career. Um, but that's when she started to receive mainstream acknowledgement. Uh, when she did this Netflix film that had Charlize Theron in it. And it was it was excellent. But all of her work is excellent. It's never not. But now people were paying attention to what she was able to do. Yet and still, the woman king was snubbed. No nomination, not even an acknowledgement, not even a nomination. That means you really don't think what I did was excellent. And it was it was excellent. It was excellent. It was my story. It was your story. It was your mom's story. It's your sister's story. It's our story. It was our past, present, and our future. And it really hurts. Nacha Quiz, who produces my podcast, is also a director. Again, artist, if you will. Um, tell me, first of all, tell me what you thought of The Woman King. Thanks for being on the podcast. I know you don't want to talk, but thank you for coming <laughs> on. <laughs> I forced her to do this shot. <laughs> what did you think of The Woman King? When you watched it as a director, as a filmmaker, what did you think? 
I mean, first, I, I thought it was beautiful. It's unique. It's one of a kind. There's nothing that you can compare it to. And as a filmmaker, you're always like making pitch decks, right? And you have to compare your film to this film or to that film. And it's usually I have to compare it to some white film that came before the idea or this creative approach that I now want to take, right? But The Woman King is a standalone film and it's beautiful. It's unique. It has historic events. It grossed $94.3 million so far. It has an Oscar-winning lead at the forefront. In Viola Davis, yes. Go ahead, yes. Like, what does it take? What does it take? What does it take for you to at least acknowledge the greatness? Um, I know that it was acknowledged by AFI, American Film Institute, as one of the top 10 films of the year. Uh, It's, she has, she and Gina and Viola have won individual awards uh, during the award season that leads up to the big Oscars. They were nominated for Critics' Choice Awards. Thank you for the acknowledgement. But how do we get to this point, Jacquees, where we're at Hollywood's quote-unquote biggest night and it doesn't even get a nomination? Why do you think that is? You know, filmmaking is very, very challenging. That's for sure. Um, But I, I think that Viola Davis said it best when she said that it's a fight. It is a fight to get your films made. It is a fight to even work on the films that you want to be in from her perspective or the films that you want to get made. But she also said, how do you reach white males? Like if you're not appealing to white men who want to watch this film, then apparently it's not, if the film isn't good enough. If white men aren't in the seats, if white men aren't interested in this particular genre film story, then it's not worthy of these awards. And that's just simply not fair. If you tell me that my future is dependent on someone else's personality or opinion of my work, and they can't even understand where I come from, and they can't see my humanity, then I'm in trouble. If they can't relate to me, then I'm in trouble. So when Gina was on the podcast, she said, I don't know if you remember this, Jacquees, she said... I can't tell you how many times there are certain things that I wanted to get made. And they were like, yeah, but do you have any other leads beside this black person? Yeah. Yeah, but. And I asked her, do you think Love and Basketball would have been made today? Mm, Probably not. It might have been made on Netflix, but studios, Mm. they have just shrunk. And it's all about IP and remakes and sequels. It's really tough to do something original in the theatrical marketplace right now. Is it tough to do something based around Black characters in the theatrical marketplace right now? I mean, uh, yeah, making films about Black women are the hardest films to get made, bar none. It's disappointing because the art is the art. And I'd hate to go back to a Jada Smith moment, Jada Pinkett Smith moment, Oscar's so white, but it was really disrespectful not to acknowledge the excellence of that film because it dismisses, to me, to me, it dismisses the plight of a Black woman. What did it say to you, Jacquees, as a filmmaker and as a Black woman, that it was not even acknowledged for its excellence? I think the the thing about it is, the lucky part about it, there is an upside to this, is that me, myself, Gina Prince-Bythewood, all the filmmakers out there of color 
we are not making this for mainstream knowledge or acknowledgement. We're not making this so that the Oscars or 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 any any global awards can be like, oh, well, this is a great black film. That has never been the objective, the motivation whatsoever. And the beautiful thing about that not being our motivation is because because of that, we're able to say, okay, this is we're making this for the for the sake of art, for the sake of culture, for making something for for the for our story to be told. And that's why you see such excellent films that even though they've been snubbed, sure, but they were made because of the truth that that, that needed to be told the energy behind it, the art behind it, the people behind it, the culture behind it. It had nothing to do with, oh, I want to win an award. That's nice. Great. But there's been three, over 3,000 Oscars given out since 1929, right? And only two women have won them as Best Director. And that's been in the last two years. So clearly, <laughs> this is a slow process for the Oscars to acknowledge us for the art for the sake of creativity and to give it the acknowledgement that it deserves. But the beautiful thing about it, the excellence of the art that we are creating will never be limited based off of that. Will never be limited. Well, and it, it, as, a, as a filmmaker, Jacquees, that is a beautiful point. Um, I really appreciate you saying the work that you do is for the love of the work, not so much to be acknowledged by others to say you are in. Acknowledgement, um, acceptance is something that we as, as, as a culture uh, have learned will not be uh, normal for us, will not be common. It won't be like, for instance, in my business, I consider myself one of the foremost authorities in a world of sports, but someone who could be blonde haired and 20 years old could come along and she could be the greatest thing since sliced bread and she's saying nothing. And they're like, oh, my God, her takes are so amazing. This is a, the smartest sports host <laughs> I've ever seen. And I'm all like, I've been in this business for about 10 years. And you're telling me that Miss Come Lately has a better take than me because of what she looks like? I'm afraid not. Um, we often have to find ourselves doing the work for ourselves. And that is why we still remain excellent. But can you still understand the frustration? While we don't do it to be acknowledged, you do understand the frustration, right, as a filmmaker? Absolutely. I mean, you know, as a kid, that's what you you watch these award shows. And as you know, if you want to be a filmmaker or an actress or that is what is that's quantifiably, that's what they say is like your your golden bridge. You know, like you get to that you get to that point and you win those awards and you are now considered to be one of the greatest. Right. You want to be. You want to be considered. You want to be on that same. Well, stage. you know what it is, too? You want your money. Like, I don't know about nobody else. I'm sure that, yes, I do want to be acknowledged by my peers and colleagues, but I also want to be paid for my hard work. You get yeah. to a point in your life where you're like, I work so hard. I know my worth. I know my value. I know what I'm going to put into this job, into this gig. And if I'm honest with you, I'm still underpaid. Like, if I'm honest with mm -hmm. you, meaning, I don't care what amount of money you give me. I don't care what amount of money Gina made to do this movie. I'm sure she thought I deserve more because I'm excellent. You know what I'm saying? Like she introduced us to an entirely different crop of actresses that we didn't know about. She gave life to people who deserved life and light long ago. She talked about how she is from, from top to bottom so intricate, 
so fused with the work, right? And you know how it is. You're so fused with your work. You do deserve to be acknowledged for the work you do because you're, you give everything. And I think whether you, that's, you don't do it for that, but it is nice to say, you mean to tell me 1899 is, I, I mean, I can go down a list of films that were nominated for Best Picture years from years past. And I'm like, wait, what? What is that? Who would even, it doesn't even come into my purview. And because I'm not interested in it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. You said a moment ago that white films, white men have to really truly understand the work for it to get some sort of acknowledgement. And that's just not fair because they don't care if we don't acknowledge their stuff. They it still gets that. the acknowledgement. Yeah, it's not inclusive. It's just not inclusive. And I don't know what will change that. I don't know what what would be the film. Like I said, this film had everything that you would think would be need it to win an Oscar. Everything. I don't I don't know. Like as a filmmaker, I'm sitting here like the script I'm writing, I'm like, I ain't got I ain't got Viola. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So what is it? I don't have think? Viola and you know Viola has that famous line, well if I am the black Meryl Streep, pay me like her. Pay me right. like Meryl Streep. If you consider right. me to be the equivalent, pay me like her. Um and then I ask about inspection. I think that was a very thoughtful story based off of true events as well um, about a young man who just wanted his mother's approval, uh, but because he was gay, she couldn't find it in her heart to love him, even though she struggled with trying to love him, but she just could not for whatever reasons, her own trauma, her own issues that she had when she was a child and how she lived her life. It prevented her from giving this unconditional love to her child. I think Gabby played an excellent role as a mother and helped me out. Uh, excellent, but also like not a role that we have ever seen her in. Help me out with that film. I, showed I forget. her range, showed her abilities as an actress. I mean, like if if, not, if for nothing else, she should have got nominated just for the surprise element of wow. The wow factor, like who, and I, and I, I love Gabrielle Union. I, I think she's a phenomenal actress, but I would have never guessed this role for her, and she killed it. And it's you like, what? yeah, like what? What do we need to do next? Like, acknowledge her for the, and she probably very intentionally, when she was on this podcast as well, yeah. she said, "This is unlike anything I've ever done." Elegance was committed to to sticking with the script that we had all signed on for. But in doing that and grieving and working through the grief and me having to stay committed to my character's truth, it just felt hurtful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's not how, who I am. Like, I, I, I don't say these kinds of things, certainly not to my child, much less to anybody else's child. It felt hard and hurtful and dark. And I had to stay in that character. And I'm a full disclosure. I absolutely made fun of actors who were like, I couldn't lose the character. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't shake it until my ass was like, I can't shake it. And I'm talking about therapy. She wasn't even prepared already or even thinking that the role would be for her. Um, but that's, I think in those moments, that's where you, there's a, there's room for magic. There's, and there was so much ability for her to be like, to step outside of herself. And that's what actors and actresses do. They step outside of themselves and step into a, a whole other energy. And she did that. 
she did that. And so did Viola Davis, a, a warrior. <laughs> like, you know, like we know her strength. She don't, we know she's powerful, but not to that degree. The physical challenges. Viola Davis, I think she, she's what, 55 now? The physical challenging and the, the, just the training alone, that type of sacrifice, that type of commitment deserves acknowledgement. So yeah, you're right. And I'm being, you know, I'm being nice about it, but I want the bag. I want the awards. I want, (laughs) I want all of those things because why not if my quote unquote peers are receiving these things? I have two questions. Without question. for mediocrity. Competent mediocrity. If you are winning awards, Oscars for competent mediocrity, why can't I win an award for my excellence? Exactly. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of Black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with Welcome back to Naked with Carrie Champion, my producer. Uh, si- uh, that's a, I think that's a side hustle. She's really a filmmaker. I want to give her, her her true props. Jacquees Thomas 
continues the discussion. I I don't I I can I can go down a list of reasons why it's seemingly unfair, but it's so bold and so brash and it's so disrespectful even. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to for someone who is a veteran actress like uh, Gabrielle Union who has been in this game for a while and it has made, been able to maintain and sustain um a certain level of excellence and success. It's disrespectful not to acknowledge the work that she does. It's disrespectful that roles that come her way, I'm sure, I'm just, I don't know this for a fact, are roles that she probably now turns down because she's at a different point in her career. But knowing mm-hmm. that she is really working on the fact of being a thespian and an actor, like acknowledge her for what she does. I can go down a list of black actors and actresses that don't get the same opportunities because someone in Hollywood says, I don't think anybody's going to see that. I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to watch that. I don't know if anybody's going to yeah. watch that. You talked about Nope. You like Nope. Tell me about why you were frustrated as a filmmaker that Nope was not nominated. Uh, well, I mean, I think Jordan Pill is one of the best filmmakers of our time right now. I think he has such an, uh, again, an, a unique way of telling stories and even also like making spectacles of the things that even in our time in modern day, the things that we're focusing on, the things that are scaring us and how those things, how we interact with them. Like he has an, a, this ability to to write and make it scary, yet funny, yet, yet relatable. And Note is, is just as great as any other film that I've ever seen, you know? And his approach to the cinematography, the way the the characters, the, the and you know what the best part about that film, this is the part that I really enjoy, is that you, we don't really see brother and sister relationships mm. in the way that that story was told. Like they were, they rolled for each other. They loved each other. They, they, she was like, let's go get a camera and film this, <laughs> film Who this UFO. Like that's Kiki, something like. Kiki Palmer plays his sister, correct? Yes. Okay. And you don't see that. You don't see that. And to see black people in a different, environment as well. I thought that that was uniquely beautifully told. And Jordan Pill, again, I, 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 he's just, he's one of the greatest filmmakers that we have. And he's right up there with, to me, with your still Steven Spielbergs, with your, your, your. Tokyo, 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 <laughs> Jacques. <laughs> he's there. I mean, but at the same time, I think for, for his genre of film, he is really also setting the bar because for a long time, we didn't really have a lot of black sci-fi, you know, we didn't have a black, a lot of black Afrofuturism, not, he's not Afrofuturism, but we didn't have those things. We don't have Af- as, as on that large scale of the big silver screen playing black sci-fi, playing, playing Afrofuturism and Black Panther, playing uh, Afro-surrealism with like Atlanta and th- those type of genres were just just not recognized not even not not only were they not recognized they weren't even being made so he's now almost at the at the beginning of of that chapter for us you're saying so much more eloquently than what i was saying what i said earlier was that i'm tired of slave films that's the only time that they acknowledge us because that's where they think we live it isn't that telling they love to see a story 
they being the Academy, loves to see a story that they call a historical piece about slavery. We're tired of that narrative. Let's talk about birth of a nation. Let's talk about a story where we are warriors and fighting back. Let's talk about a story where we are empowered. And let's talk about a sci-fi story that we have. Let's have a thriller. Let's talk about what we, what else we can do. We're, yeah. We are not a monolith. There's not only one type of film we can be in. And I don't understand why Hollywood is so reluctant to embrace us in diverse roles. Roles that take them out of their comfort zone, not us. And what you're saying to me is that we do it all. Our very first Black superhero came to us in 2018 on the big screen. What world do we live in? Why can't Superman be Black if you're recasting? Why can't (laughs) Wonder Woman be Black if you're recasting? I mean, the mermaid can't even be black. Did you see all of that? <laughs> and it was a cartoon. It's not even a real character. Like, it's based off, it's not even a real person. It is a whole cartoon. And the backlash for the little mermaid being black was just ridiculous. It's art. It is all fantasy. It's interpretation. Allow us to live in a world that, that, that gives us that imagination. Yes. And it does not allow us to do that. It's really sad and it's really disappointing. Um, Does this discourage you as a filmmaker? Mm, Sometimes it can be very daunting. I I, I won't even lie. You know, uh, as a Black female queer filmmaker, sometimes I'm like, ooh, I just signed up for all types of rejection. (laughs) Um, But, you know... I think my faith, my my desire, my heart, and my story is much stronger than anyone's know. So, is there uh, the truth about us? We so damn resilient. You can say no all day. I didn't it. even heard it's in it. The blood. <laughs> yeah, it's in the blood. It's in the DNA. No means not right now. If you give me a no, all right, I'll check back because I'm not done. I still have more. Um, yeah. which goes no into mean, no. Also means you haven't seen it yet. No means you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> No means you're ignorant, but that's okay, too. Somebody that's else too. will, will okay. be aware. Someone else will be aware, and don't act like you were aware. Um, this is not to be frustrating. This, 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 this moment to talk about what we don't have is, or what was snubbed on Oscars is not to discourage any filmmaker. It is to say, quite honestly, continue the work. You said something I think is very important, Jacques, which was you do it for yourself. And if they catch on, great. And if they don't, you have to make peace with that. If that's the type of filmmaker you are. Oftentimes people do it for the acknowledgement. And they could be, they could be us too. It's fine. Black folks do it for, for the money and the acknowledgement as well. Nothing's wrong with that. But if you are dedicated to your craft, you will arrive at a point in your career where you're like, I'm actually doing this for me. Yeah. I'm actually telling this story for the culture. I'm actually telling this story because it truly matters, even if you think it doesn't. Yeah, because, you know, I think everyone can can relate to telling their truth or, or telling a story and then having, even if it's just a friend and them saying, you know, I felt like that. You know, I, I can I can relate to that. I understand. I understand. To me, that is proof of your audience. Even if it's one person that understands your plight, your story, your trauma, then, and the beautiful thing about all human beings is that we all pretty much share the same 
feelings, the same, like we all in some way have these same interactions that result in the same feelings. So that means that we can relate to each other. So your story is just as important and needs to be seen. Amen. Well said. Jacquees Thomas, filmmaker, side gig producer on my podcast. I'm so lucky to have her. She's so eloquent, such a beautiful voice, so smart, so intelligent. She said a lot of really thoughtful uh, uh, things about filmmaking and what it takes to be a filmmaker. So I'm grateful. Thank you so much for doing it. I appreciate you, my friend. Well, thank you, Carrie. That was um, not expected, but awesome. (laughs) You're welcome. I thought you were great. As we close, I'm going to go back to how we started. Competent mediocrity or Black excellence? I prefer Black excellence. And everything that I do, and I'm sure just like all the filmmakers and actors and actresses who were snubbed or overlooked over the years or perhaps just this past Oscar nomination season, they know they're excellent. They know they do the work for themselves, not necessarily for the acknowledgement, but damn, it would be nice for somebody to say you did a good job. Yet and still, we persevere. Yet and still, we keep turning out the good work. And even if you don't see it, and even if you don't acknowledge it, whomever the you may be, the academy, the boss, your your, your co-worker in the cubicle next door, uh certain outlets whether it be television outlets or or newspapers magazines whomever critics whomever even if they don't acknowledge it you know that what you're doing is excellent because there is always someone to say you didn't do it right or I don't like it or simply ignoring it but that's when you have to really look inward and say I'm doing the work it's up to you whether or not you want to be a part of this or even acknowledge this as the great work I think about that every single day, starting a new TV show. It is hard work. And I'm up here hustling two hours a day. It's hard work. But I do it because it's for me. Because there's a freedom. Very few places you can go and do what you want to do and say what you want to say. And I've been allowed that freedom. And I'm grateful for that. I hope that it's being considered great. I hope that people are looking past, you know, the tech issues and some of the things that aren't so great. But realizing... The content, the words, the information is great. The Woman King was not great. It was excellent. Excellent. I thought Gabrielle Union was excellent. In Inspection, you can check it out. Excellent. I can't speak for Nope. Jacquees did so eloquently. But I do agree that Jordan Peele is arguably one of the best filmmakers we've ever seen. And he just so happens to be a black man. But a black man is making excellent films and we should acknowledge it. Black excellence goes together like peanut butter and jelly. For those who are in the struggle, those who are in the fight, those who are doing the work for themselves, continue to be excellent. Do not be deterred. Thank y'all for listening to Naked.
State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.